Hey, what up? It's your boy, El Mero Mero Little Cholo, a.k.a. Mr. Cisco from Lucha Underground. You're listening to Drinking at Moe's Podcast. Hey, everybody. Big Mo here. Wanting to thank Reaper Apparel for having Drinking at Moe's be a brand ambassador. They encourage everybody to break out of their comfort zone, live their best self, which, hey, that's what got me started in the podcast They have great apparel, t-shirts, hoodies, hats, beanies, you name it, they got it. The link will be in the description. Be sure to use the code DRINKINGATMOES to get 10% off your order. Let's fucking go. Alright everybody, welcome Drinking Moes, Big Mo here. As always on YouTube, like, subscribe, share all the good stuff because helps with that pain in the butt YouTube algorithm. We're most places you can find podcasts. Today, I'm excited to have with me a guy I've looked up to for quite a while. And, you know, being as he's a legend out in an area I consider a second home in Southern California being I was stationed in San Diego. Lil Cholo, how are you doing? I'm good, brother. How are you? Oh, I can't complain. I've had a couple good interviews this uh, last little week or so here, including a guy that we will go into here in a little bit that uh, you have some history with that you know, but, you know, just yesterday, as of recording this, I actually recorded with uh, Lloyd and Hawaii. Oh, cool. So that, 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 was, that was pretty fun. But, uh, yeah, can't complain. Long story short there. Cool, cool, cool. But uh, first thing I'd like to start off with everybody with is what got you started as a fan and then what got you started, you know, deciding to finally make that leap into the business? <clears throat> uh, my earliest recollection of any type of wrestling was um, watching uh, WrestleMania 3 on TV and mm-hmm. uh, seeing, uh, <coughs> you know, the classic Hulk Hogan versus Andre mm-hmm. the Giant, you know? Yeah. Uh, after, after seeing that, I was just kind of hooked. Um but to actually transition into the business, it wasn't until around um, 94 when I first like got introduced to Lucha Libre and mm. uh, uh, seeing Rey Mysterio. Uh, ah, yeah. Uh, and it just blew my mind, like, how somebody his size could do what he was doing in the ring with, with these monsters. And... Um, oh. I was like, man, if this guy can do it at that size, and I could too. All that I can, I can see because, yeah, he, especially back then, holy crap, the stuff he was pulling off, and I mean, he's still doing it. Yeah, that's why they said they call him the goat. That most definitely, and some of the promotions, if people that might not be as familiar with you as others, one that. Actually, I kind I never got to go to this promotion, but I definitely heard plenty of it when I was stationed in San Diego. But AWS, 
they they've had some pretty impressive shows and i believe one that a lot of people might know is that big uh, world record wow words are hard right now world <laughs> record battle royal the, yeah. like i hear one of the rings broke yes actually you know what that was the second time that they had did that the uh the first time was a three ring uh battle royal which there was uh, yeah. uh, six, 60 guys and then like the year later after that um there was like over a hundred and something guys i was going to say yeah i definitely heard of both of those i'm like holy crap i almost wish that i would attain the time away to try to bolt up there to one either one of those yeah it was cool i was very fortunate enough to be the the winner of the first one you know what i vaguely remember hearing about that god dang like i've i've talked to a few people that have been involved in i'm one or the other or maybe even both but yeah no the stories i've been hearing about those were just crazy yeah, there was but, it just being in the ring and seeing like just people on top of the turnbuckles on the apron inside, just the ring falling up. And like literally, it took the last person to step in the ring, which was the promoter, Bart Kapitsky. Once he stepped in the ring, you just felt that ring just kind of go. Just, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I've, I've heard about that story. And God dang it, it gets me chuckling every time. Another one that a lot of people have probably heard about this promotion. I mean, even outside of Southern California, they're pretty damn famous. But PWG, they're so they're getting back in there. I'm hearing stuff. And what was it like being a part of like some of the earlier ones? Um, you know, it was pretty cool. It was pretty dope. Uh just being able to share the locker room with the guys that had, that have come out of there now, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, Brian Danielson, Samoa Joe, mm. um, Frankie Kazarian, Christopher Daniels, uh, just to name a few, you know, it was just, it was pretty dope. Uh, nobody knew what uh, PWG would turn into, but, um, you know, it's a worldwide phenomenon now. Oh, most definitely. And another another next couple of promotions i was wanting to talk about one i actually talked with uh recently uh, with uh mariachi loco i get just going by loco now was talking to never, him i've never heard of him i don't know who that is <laughs> <laughs> oh man but yeah we were talking about lucha underground and like i remember yeah i still have all the seasons the I bought the season passes when they were going up on Amazon. I still have all three seasons, and it was something unique. Something about the way it was presented that, you know, I've talked with a few different people about this, that professional wrestling anymore, the, the uniqueness is somewhat few and far between, and when Lucha Underground came out with the way they presented the show in general was pretty unique. What was it like for you being a part of that? 
you know what? Um, I just got asked this question uh, not too long ago. Um, you know, when I got called about the show, uh, I had no idea what it was. Uh, my homie uh, Chavo Guerrero had mentioned my name to the uh, to the directors and you know the people, the powers that be in the company, and you know, recommended me. And uh, they called me up and they offered me a contract, and I really didn't know what I was getting myself into. But um, I had nothing else really going on at the time, so I was like, "Screw it," you know. And yeah. um, I, uh, I, I, like I said, I didn't know what we were getting into. Uh, even the first day showing up to the temple, um, I didn't know what what was going to happen. I don't know how. Um, just finding out that this was going to be filmed, like you know, cinematic in a way, and. Um, I had no idea who else was on the roster, but, um, it, yeah, it was, it was cool. It was such a cool experience. Oh yeah. Oh boy. I remember some of the stuff with, uh, Mil Muertes and uh, the, the casket matches, their versions of the casket matches was something else. Yeah, for sure. Um, another one, a lot of people will be familiar with, You've had a handful of matches, Game Changer Wrestling, a lot when they've come out West Coast, which they've not as much the last couple of years, but I'll admit that I've kind of not been able to keep up with as much with the product. But I remember seeing you on like the, the LA fight shows, and those were pretty cool. Yeah, those were dope. Those were dope. I got to, uh, I got to be in the ring uh, with you know guys that I didn't um, necessarily have a chance to before, and people that I really wanted to be in there with, and um, such, such a such a cool experience. Oh, where do we go with the video there? Sorry about that. Nah, you're good. You're there we good. go. It stuff happens, but yeah, no, they have been putting on amazing shows. I'm friends with the couple of guys that run the gcw plant podcast shout out to those guys but yeah they gcw does amazing stuff and i'm always kind of jealous because i wish that i would be able to travel a little more or they would get a little closer to me here in omaha nebraska because some of the and guys you're in omaha right now yeah Oh wow! Yeah, how how cold is it? You know what? Not bad right now because we actually hear we get the worst of both—the heat in the summer, the crazy ass cold in the winter—and right now I think the high for today was about ninety. Oh wow! Yeah, where you're up to where because you know where we're at almost. I think yeah. it was like eighty. It was it was like eighty something today. Yeah, and you know the the college world series here in town, they're definitely getting some warm weather right now. <laughs> I, I don't even venture to that part of town this time of year is you're not even getting anywhere fast. Hell. I remember when quick little Navy story for me, but I remember we actually just passed the anniversary of this, but when I first enlisted, it was around, this time and they couldn't find me a flight out to boot camp so i had to go back to the, ho the hotel and spend another night and then leave the next day mm. 
but yeah, that, that wasn't fun. I was hoping I'd be able to go home and then just come back, but nope. I had to go back to the hotel, spend another night, and yeah, not fun. Man. But another, you've actually done some work with uh, a lot of uh, CMLL. Like, I was like, oh, yeah. Because, you know, people will hear about CMLL when they're hearing some of the history with, like, Chris Jericho, for instance, having history down there. What's some of the your memories from competing competing there? So basically, um, I got to wrestle uh, a lot of the CMLL talent uh, when I went down to Mexico. I never was really a part of the company itself, oh, but um, yeah. I, I did. I did get to wrestle for a lot of their independents that. You know they have a lot of different arenas that they run, so I was able okay. to to hop on those shows. Uh, with okay. Just just through my reputation, you know, working with the guys here in the states, uh, it definitely helped me out over there in Mexico. Oh, most definitely. I've I've heard some pretty cool stories from different people that have gone down there. And last little promotion, I hate saying little because they hold a place near and dear to me because. When I was in San Diego, they were one of the two promotions that I actually got started watching independent wrestling with, with a SoCal Pro. Nice place. What's, That's a nice place to work. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've heard yeah. good stories. And I mean, I've talked with a handful of people that have been down there. I know I've had both, uh, both the guys that ran New Wave that actually have also been former SoCal Pro Tag Champs with uh, Andy and uh, Trevor. Those guys, that, that, those were both fun interviews. And they actually uh, get, both recently became uh, SoCal Pro Hall of Famers. That yeah. was some. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, you know, SoCal Pro is uh, not too far from where I'm at. I'm, a, I'm actually here in Orange County. So uh, Oceanside is not too far away from me, like my home away from home. Uh, they've always, uh, you know, welcomed me with open arms every time that I've been there. And I'm one of the uh, longest reigning Golden State champions that they've ever had. So that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. No, that is that is something special. And I know I actually I forget who I mentioned this to, but I was actually there the night that they crowned the first ever Golden State champion. That's I cool. was actually in attendance. So it was a cool little memory I have and God, dang i'm trying to remember when that even was anymore but oh well and you know what we brought up a guy that uh you have history with with that i actually just recently had on with uh mariachi loco loco whatever you want to call him right now and i want to i want to call him a lot of, i want to call him a lot of things but i just you know we'll, we'll keep it to loco <laughs> we'll keep it to loco <laughs> But yeah, with the Lucha homies and get dang, some, I was telling him some of the promos that I would see you guys coming up with were always entertaining as hell. I uh, appreciate that. Appreciate that. You know, we wanted to go out there and, you know, do the, uh, you know, uh, have you ever seen the movie Money Train? I have, yeah. Wesley Snipes and uh, Harold, uh, Woody Harrelson. 
It's been a while, but yeah, I remember seeing it. Yeah. So they're like the way that they're, you know, they're supposed to be brothers in the movie, but they never got along. And that's the kind of the, you know, the relationship that we wanted to have was, yeah, we're a team or whatever, but we always just going to fight and argue and, you know, somehow, some way we're going to make it work in the end, you know, but um, kind of like, kind of like actual brothers often do, you know, they don't always get along, but, you know, they end up making it work somehow. Yeah, exactly. Uh, What are some like favorite matches you can remember that you guys have had? Oh man, there's uh, there's been a lot. Um, you know, we were very fortunate enough to uh, to travel a lot as a tag team. Um, you know, uh, we won the uh, Martinez Entertainment Tag Team Championships uh, out there in Dallas, Texas. Um, you know, winning the uh, VWE Tag Team Championships out here in California. Um, having a there was one match you could actually find it on YouTube uh, that I, I would really, really want to have a rematch with is, um, is by this young kid by the name of Dom Kubrick and his partner was uh, Jake Atlas. Uh, you might have known him. He went to uh, NXT not too long ago. But, um, you know, we had, a, we had a really good match with them. And, uh, you know, we, we, we pretty much just gave the fans a taste of what we could do with them. And, uh, it was great. It was great. You can see it on YouTube. It's pretty dope. I'm I'm definitely gonna have to check that one out because, like I said, I I always enjoyed getting to watch the little bits that I did get to watch. And actually, you know what? It was I think shortly before I talked with Loco that I was watching some promos. I'm forgetting which ones, but yeah, no. Like I said, I always. Love the stuff that you guys would come up with with that. Thank you. Appreciate it. Now, I do have two categories that I like to do in this show. One called a little bit of a name game where I try as much as possible to, you know, theme it to the guests, you know, whether as much as possible to try to have people that you've shared a ring with or at the very least, share a locker room with, you give me some quick thoughts on the people. Okay. First one, we, not that long ago, called him the GOAT, Rey Mysterio. He's, he's my idol, you know. He's my, he's my wrestling idol. And uh, to be able to share uh, the dressing room with him in Lucha Underground and outside, getting the opportunity to... You know, uh, everybody in wrestling has a bucket list, you know, and my bucket list uh, since I was a little kid was to either one way or another someday either wrestle against or with him. And I've been very fortunate enough to do both. And uh, so now, you know, after those things happen, everything else is just a bonus. But um, he really is the GOAT, one of the nicest guys you're ever going to meet. And so humble, you know, for being like legit one of the greatest of all time such a humble dude and he deserves all the success that he has oh yeah most definitely i know the way you talked about him would be the way i've described if i ever got a stone cold steve austin on the podcast like if i ever got to do a recording with him i've said that yeah i could never do another one and i'd be just as happy anything after that would just be a bonus yeah i can totally understand 
Next guy, a guy that, you know, had his history with AEW. He's been with PWG, and now he's back with Impact Wrestling, Frankie Kazarian. Frankie Kazarian. Such a cool dude. Another dude that, you know, another SoCal guy. Um, I've known Frankie for, man, I'm going to say over 15, 20 years. Um, just pretty, pretty dope dude, you know, super cool. Love sharing the dressing room with him. Awesome. Awesome. I, I've always wanted to meet him and, you know, maybe, maybe someday we'll get him out my way or maybe I'll get to travel to a show he's on. Next guy, another guy that, well, actually just got word that he is going to be coming back after a while, a little absence from AEW. But a guy that was in one of my personal favorite matches I've ever personally witnessed, Scorpio Sky. <laughs> Scorpio Sky, man. What can I say about Sky? He, I've known him for years, too. I'm going to definitely say way over 15 years, another SoCal guy. Um, I remember when he very first started, you know, um, I always knew he always had talent. He had so much potential and, you know, I'm just glad he's able to show it now on national television. Oh, most definitely. And like I mentioned, he was in one of my favorite matches that I've ever personally witnessed, which was him versus TJP versus B-Boy. That's triple threat, man. That was, it was insane. And I, I swear I have a DVD of with that match on somewhere. I'm going to need to hunt that one down because I, as much as I talk about it, I kind of want to go back and watch it again. <laughs> that sounds like a pretty dope match. Oh, most definitely. Next up, a guy was very uh, synonymous with uh, Lucha Underground. And you know what? Now he's doing big things with WWE. He went by Prince Puma, now the famous Ricochet. So, you know, like I told you earlier, I didn't know um, who was going to be on the roster uh, when we first signed up. And um, getting there that one day, you know, everybody showed up uh, at the temple to kind of meet and um, so they could show us around and fill out some paperwork and stuff like that. And then little by little, everybody was trickling in and, um, you know, I saw his name on the list and I was like, man, and at this time, you know, he was tearing it up in New Japan Pro Wrestling and, you know, on the indie scenes. And I was, I had told myself, um, you know, at some point during this first season, uh, my goal is all I want to do is to be able to work with Ricochet and John Morrison. Mm. And literally the night one, I got to work with both of them. And they, yeah, it was, it was pretty dope. You know, super dope. And, you know, the um, not a lot of people, you know, you should go back and watch if you didn't see the episode one. Just being involved in the main event of, night, uh, you know, mm -hmm. the very first episode of Witch Underground. It's pretty cool. We went in there, just jumped Prince Puma, jumped John Morrison and, you know, or Johnny Mundo or Johnny, whatever his name is. Whatever he wants to go by. <laughs> uh, you know, that was such a blessing, such a great opportunity. And, um, yeah, as far as Ricochet goes, one of the best I've ever been in the ring with. Oh yeah, he he is amazing. And you you bring up uh, Johnny Mundo, John Morrison. I actually met him not all that long ago at 
uh, Wrestling Revolver, Sammy Callahan's promotion. And I've, I've been pretty big lately into trying to, if I know I'm going to meet somebody, if they got a wrestling figure, I'm getting it and getting it signed. I actually got one of the, him and, uh, and his wife, Taya, got one of both of theirs back here in my collection that I'm, whenever the hell I get my damn man cave set up, I'm definitely planning on getting them displayed up there because I, I've got a nice little collection growing at host. That's cool. Next up, I never pass up a chance to hype up this guy because he's been like an absolute brother to me, a great friend of the podcast, great friend of me personally, especially with some of the crazy stuff I've had happen this year. But those in Southern California will definitely know who we're talking about. SoCal crazy. Oh, man. That's mi hermano, my brother. My brother from another mother. Yeah, he, um, me and him go way back. And legit, when I say he's my brother, that dude's my brother. You know, super cool dude. I, man, I'm so glad that he was able to beat cancer, oh, you know, this same. year. And um, I'm glad that we still have him around. And, um, you know, he's back in the ring, tearing it up yeah. like he used to. And, um, you know, hopefully pretty soon they get back in the ring in there with him. Oh, that, that would be something I would love to see. I know, man, when I first reached out to him to be on the podcast, I was like a little like hesitant at first, I'll admit, because I was like, eh, I know he's going through a lot because he was still going through the cancer treatments at the time. So I'm like, oh, do I really? But no, he was all about it. Let's go. And then when he did the uh, that benefit show of his, the Hermanos Culture contra cancer damn i am tripping up on my words today but yeah no i was like okay i'll help out how i can and he actually not to put a damper on things but when my wife and i lost our twin girls he was like i didn't even suggest anything or nothing but he first time he heard about it he was like the show were double dedicating it to your girls. I'm like, God, uh, he got me choked up. You know, I'm like, God damn, you don't have to do that. That's that's just the way that this is just the type of person he is. He would oh. definitely give you the shit off of his back. Um, he's Most been there definitely. for me. He's been there for me when I needed help, and um, I'm just so glad that he was able to get out of this and he's kicking ass like he used to. Oh, most definitely. Good lord, since he first started getting back in the ring god dang it's like he's been making up for lost time he's yep. a little bit of everywhere oh yeah but hey i don't blame him one bit i know if i were in the same shoes i'd be doing the same damn thing <laughs> now i have some random questions some <laughs> might be wrestling related some might not be but you know you hear the question, you give the first answer that pops into your head. All right, shoot. First one, one of the only questions I always keep on here because I love hearing the stories behind it. Craziest in-match moment for you? Um, 
man, that's a hard one. It's kind of hard to uh, narrow it down to one. There's been so many. Um, you know, I, I can imagine. say, I can say, it's not so much um, like a move or 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 something like that that happened to me, but uh, it goes back to Rey Mysterio. You know, being in the ring, watching him walk down the steps uh, mm. in the temple, just knowing that in a few minutes, you know, we were gonna lock horns, like. That's definitely one of the, the, the moments that, that, that comes to mind. Oh, my God. I can only imagine, you know, looking up to somebody for so long and then seeing them like, good Lord, I remember when I was watching it and I hadn't realized that he was going to be on. And then I'm like, holy shit, Rey Mysterio on Lucha Underground. This is fucking awesome. Trust and, me, I... I, I, I that day that we wrestled, I let him know how I felt. And, you know, it, I, I choked up in front of him. You know, it's just, you know, you sometimes they tell you that you really don't want to meet your idols because you never know what's going to happen. But, you know, I'm so glad that I did. And I let him know how I felt and what he meant to me and what he's meant to my career and as far as getting into it. And, you know, he said, thank you. And it just meant so much more to him to embrace, you know, everything that I told him. And he said it meant a lot to him. So that's pretty cool. Oh, totally. And correct me if I'm wrong, you guys even teamed up in SoCal Pro when he came there for, I, I believe it was the anniversary show. Yeah, it was their 10-year anniversary show. We teamed up there for the very first time. And then we teamed up there about a year later in BWE. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, no, I, I remember hearing about the, the SoCal Pro Show because, I mean, I might not be in Southern California anymore, but I've, I've kept up with SoCal Pro ever since I left. And it's, it's been fun seeing, seeing them grow, seeing, you know, some of the names they've brought in, like, I remember when I first heard about Rey Mysterio coming in, I'm like, okay, this is huge. You can actually see that match online too. It's on YouTube. Oh. It's on my, on my YouTube channel or on SoCal Pro's YouTube channel. You know what? I, I remember knowing that I had to go and watch that as soon as it, it was up. And it's been a while, but definitely going to be something I'm going to be rewatching for sure. Now, one thing... Southern California, more specifically San Diego, where I was stationed, I've considered a bit of a second home. I haven't been back in a while, but one thing I always miss, you know, we don't have nearly as great taco joints here in Nebraska that they do down there. Like, I remember joking with people, they up here, they'd make a big deal about street tacos and i'm like man when i was in san diego those were just tacos what what would you say a favorite taco joint in your area that you've been to man this is gonna take up but we're gonna have to talk on a whole nother episode about this (laughs) hey i'm down for that sometime i am uh i am what you call a foodie and um you know that's what i do in my spare time (laughs) I just like going around and trying different types of food or whatever, but, um, you know, there's so many places, you know, you got your street tacos, you got your regular tacos. To me, a taco's a taco, you know? Oh, most but, of um, 
you know, I it's kind of hard to narrow down to one. Just as long as they got some good carne asada, you know, um, mm. they have a good hot sauce, you know, green oh, preferably. Yeah. You know, that's uh, oh, that's, oh, that's yeah. good for me. Oh, no, I'm, I'm definitely with you. I know some of my favorites were some of the some of the hole in the wall places is like almost if you drive by them and you blink you miss it and some of my favorites when i were down there and yes the the green hot sauce yep even up here at some of the taco and burrito joints that i do like to go to yeah no always the green stuff (laughs) now let's oh you know what? I can't forget about this one because I would feel weird if with a name of a show like Drinking at Moe's if I did not have this question on here. Favorite and then least favorite drink, whether alcoholic, non, or you can name one of each if you want. You know what? Um, <laughs> it's hard to uh, it's hard to say because a lot of people um, stereotype me a lot and um for those who really know who i am they also really know that i don't drink Ah. i don't drink alcohol um nothing wrong with that no no nothing wrong but um uh if i had to narrow down my favorite drink i'd probably have a nice cold glass of dr pepper for sure oh my god oh yes most definitely i've always said with the show that just because it says drinking emos that it doesn't mean that that drink needs to be alcoholic. I know I can go plenty of time in between drinking myself, but my my wife jokes with me that she says that I have a Dr. Pepper problem. I always <laughs> tell her, and I love telling this joke, that I don't have a problem. I have it figured out. The only time I have a problem is if I don't have any. That's that's a huge problem. Oh, yeah. Nope. I'm literally, when I notice I'm even getting low, that I'm like, I'm on my way home from work. I'm driving by and grabbing another 12-pack or something. Just having yeah. to have it. Dr. Pepper, ever since I was a little kid, is my favorite. You know, yeah, of course, I drink Coke or Pepsi or whatever, but, you know, that's reliable right there. Dr. Pepper is number one. Oh, yeah. Now, I'll admit with it that I... I'm not one of those that's like you go to a restaurant and they're like, is Pib fine? I'm like, well, if that's what you got, then fine. But if you got Dr. Pepper, I'm I'm wanting that. Sure. Although I will say that do not like do not try to fool me with that like Sam's Club, Walmart brand, Dr. <laughs> Thunder, whatever the hell. I, I don't I don't want that shit. yeah you know what in last case scenario you know if it's there you know then and it's nice and cold then why not but yeah if it ain't the real thing yeah no Uh, you know what i i can i can agree with that if that's what somebody has and it's nice and cold and you know they're willing to give me something it's like hey what whatever you know if it's what you got but yeah no if i have a choice nope i'm going with I'm going with the real thing. For sure. Man, I, I could go on and on about that. But knowing the rivalry between my favorite baseball team and this one, I figured 
asking some more people from the Southern California area, which one would you go with, Dodgers or Padres? Neither. <laughs> Neither. I am a diehard Angels fan. Eh? Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. We actually, been... lost, we actually lost last night to the Dodgers at home, so I'm a little Ooh. pissed. But uh, we ah. hopefully we win tonight. Okay. Okay. I know the Angels have got some pretty big names there. I know I've been a fan of the Padres ever since the days of, like, Tony Gwynn, Trevor Hoffman, Ken Caminiti, way back then. And to find out I was getting stationed in San Diego, and good Lord, I hopped on the trolley from right across the street from base and literally the stop right two blocks away from the stadium, like a handful of times a season every damn year. How long were you stationed in San Diego? It was from early 09 through, I'm wanting to say, June of 12. So if you were down there and you had tacos, you probably tried Tacos del Gordo, which is probably like one of the number one spots in San Diego. Yes, yes, most definitely. If anybody who's ever been to San Diego or stayed there for more than you know a couple of days, they know what Tacos del Gordo is. So if you ever had that there, you, you went to a good spot. Oh, yeah. Nope, I, I remember that quite a bit. And yes, loved it. <laughs> now, one thing I like to try to find out with people in the wrestling business is some stuff that you know they like to do when they're not wrestling what is something you like to do free time when you know you don't have it taken up by wrestling um i mean you mentioned being a foodie yeah definitely a foodie for sure um but a lot of my time is is, is involving wrestling um you know i have a i have a school a wrestling school so that takes up a lot of my time as well, along with being on the road. And then, um, you know, if there, if there's not anything else going on, then, you know, I'm definitely with my family first and foremost, you know? Oh, yeah. No, fa family, family first. I know I've had a few different guests have to reschedule because of, you know, family stuff going on. And, you know, I always tell them, hey, I would hope that you guys would be as understanding with me, if something with my family came up, so, hey, family first, you know? Okay. Now, mentioned some, you know, traveling for wrestling. I know one thing I like to do whenever I am able to travel for a wrestling show is having either, you know, podcasts or a playlist of music that I just pick one of them and just start it. What would you say is some of the stuff on your road trip playlist? Oh, man. I listen to a little bit of everything. Uh, Hip-hop, rap, gangster rap. Uh, I listen to some rock and roll, sometimes heavy metal. It all depends on the mood I'm in, you know, Spanish music. Um, you know, or like you said, you know, I throw on a podcast. Uh, I listen to something to wrestle with. Uh, I listen mm. to Austin's podcast. Um, you know, anything wrestling related, I try to listen to, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, it makes the time pass real fast. 
Oh, most definitely. I know some of some of my favorites. I love uh, I love Jericho's one. The talk is Jericho. I love the. Uh, I've actually interviewed at least one guy from Fightful. I love listening to their stuff. Like, let's say if I missed a particular show and I just wanted to see how something went, I know they're covering it and they seem rather reliable. Oh, what's being, you know, collecting, you know, different memorabilia, wrestling figures and that sort of stuff. Love uh, Matt Cardona's thing with the major wrestling figure podcast. And, you know, they talk about some of the wrestling trips they go on. So some of my favorites when it comes to podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I also listen to uh, keeping it 100 with Conan. They, uh, that one is very interesting, you know, talking about wrestling, politics, sports, a oh. little bit of everything. Oh, you know what? And I was actually just reading about this one. That that one is a good one. I I didn't want to forget about this one, but uh, Eric Bischoff's one, the A3 Weeks. Yeah, that's, that, that's another classic one, getting to hear his memories on different stuff that went on back in some of those shows. Pretty cool stuff. Yeah. For sure. Next, last but not least, best advice for anybody wanting to get into wrestling. Um, honestly, the best advice that I could give to anybody that, that wants to get in wrestling that is like already started the process. The best thing I'm ever gonna say, and I say this to everybody. If you ask local uh, about this, I always just say, "Shut up and listen." You, you know, know what he said? You were gonna say that. Yeah, just shut up and listen and um, just be a sponge. Try to soak up everything in from everybody. You know, uh, anybody that has been in their business a day longer than you knows just a little bit more than you. Just, you know, be humble and just listen to everything because you never know. Uh, you'll be able to pick things from everybody and, you know, pick and oh, choose yeah. what works, what doesn't work. Oh, yeah. And a lot of people I've talked to when I, I love asking that question. Because they, we, we end up talking about, you know, taking everything as a learning opportunity. And, you know, especially when you're just getting started, getting, you know, developing how you're wanting your in-ring persona to go, taking little bits from everybody and just being that sponge and just meshing it in and, you know, using a little bit of everybody and meshing it into how it works for you. Pretty much. Pretty much. Definitely. Well, one of my dogs is trying to get my attention. So before we go, where can people find you social media wise? So if they don't already have their eyes on little Cholo, they can go ahead and get them there. Um, the best possible way to look for me is on Instagram. I'm, uh, under little Cholo zero one. That's L I L C H O L O zero one on Instagram and then on Facebook under junior Cholo. Um, I'm, I'm more active on Instagram more than anything. Um, I had a Twitter, didn't really like it too much, but um, <laughs> it, it can yeah, be kind of toxic. Yeah. And you know, uh, if you want to check out some videos um, on my YouTube channel, you know, just look up uh, little Cholo uh, 1503 that usually uh, it pops up 
right away and uh, check out some matches that I have on there. Haven't really done too much with the channel lately, but uh, I'm in the process of uploading some uh, old school matches of mine. So if you guys want to check them out, feel most, free. Most definitely. Yeah. Dog trying to sit on my lap right now. But yes, we will definitely get all of that in the description. And if anybody's I, I, in the area, like in the Orange County area or Los Angeles area that listens to this and wants to be a pro wrestler slash luchador, uh, feel free to come by and check out my school, House of Lucha. It is in Stanton, California. And uh, we have classes Tuesday, Thursdays, and Fridays from 8 to 10 p.m. And uh, if you guys want any more info, just feel free to DM me. Most definitely. We'll get that in there, too. Well, my guy was trying to tell me something, so... We are going to go for now. Thank you for taking the time to talk to me tonight. And, you know, best of luck with your career and, you know, the House of Lucha there. Thank you very much. I appreciate your time. Most definitely. And you're welcome back anytime. Cool. Thank you.